is Tuesday the 28th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Felicity Ward here and I am joined by co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, can I just say, as someone who watched a lot of cricket in the 90s and 2000s, it feels incredibly disrespectful to call you my co-host. <laughs> That's very, very sweet of you, Felicity. But um, So you're coming to us live here from uh, from beautiful London. Is it nice and warm over there at the moment? Yeah, as you know, <laughs> it, London is notorious for its uh, kind people and its warm weather. Yeah, I love it. All right, so today on the show, we're going to be discussing the men and women's cricket, some tennis, some AFL, some NRL, and plenty, plenty more. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Wonderful. Well, Shane, uh, because you're here, because I invited you on the show, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> why don't we start with um, Mitchell Stark, still not 100% fit, but he's going to play for the third test in India. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's very frustrating to watch the selections that have gone on this tour to date. Um, Mitchell Stark hasn't been right. We, we took three guys over that weren't fit for the start of the tour and a guy that we knew was going to go home for the birth of his child. So some yeah. funny selections there. Mitchell Stark, his finger's still not right. He actually broke it um, during the Boxing Day test. So, look, he's, it's, he's going to come in without a hell of a lot of bowling under his belt. He'll still have to yeah. field in, in a splint. But, um, yeah, not great selections. Kem Green also comes back in, and he's a, a real young talent for the Aussies, and he'll, he'll make a big difference to our batting lineup. But with Pat Cummins at home, because his mum's crook, unfortunately, yeah. um, Steve Smith will take over the captaincy. Yeah, I mean, this has been a rough tour for Australia. There's been broken fingers, broken elbows. Yeah. I mean, the question is, is this team drinking enough milk? <laughs> it just sounds like they need more calcium in their diet. I don't know if I, – I mean, are we in a bit of a state – can we beat India? I mean, I know that they're your mates, but yeah. there's a there's we have a problem with India. We, I mean, not only with cricket, we, only with cricket. Just if anyone's listening, that's right. Well, look, I, I don't think so. I, I really don't believe with, with this lineup we can. Um, our batting's been really poor. We'll play three spinners again. Yeah. Um, the two really inexperienced spinners in young Todd Murphy, who did really well in his first test. The left armer Matt Kuhneman comes in. I, I just think we're really, really struggling. I remember touring India back in the in the nineties, and it's a bloody tough place to tour. Yeah, we wouldn't be drinking. We wouldn't be drinking milk. We'd be on the fucking piss real hard right now. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So we can swear on this podcast. Good yeah, to fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> the first innings, um, Australia got one hundred and seventy-seven, mm. and then India go on to get four hundred. And it felt like I'm sure you remember the two thousand three, two thousand and four Sydney yeah. Test all over again, where India got like seven hundred plus. Yeah. Well, my brother played in that in that match, and I think he took three wickets for 200 and something. <laughs> so it was, it, it, it was a tough day. And how often do you remind him about that, Pretty Shane? Pretty much every Christmas day. <laughs> I was hoping that was going to be the answer. I mean, poor Pat Cummins, just watching the life get drained mm. out of him over three days. Look, it's really, really tough. And 
everyone thought as a fast bowler to be captain was always going to be a really tough ask. And um, mm. and it just goes to show now, and look, he's going home because his mum's ill. Um, but as a fast bowler, he's going to get injured quite a bit. And that's just yeah. the nature of being a fast bowler. So it's not great consistency. You, you want your captain to be there all the time. Yeah, understandable. But when you've got mm. someone with such leadership skills as Pat Cummins and is such an accomplished bowler, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you take the best person for the job and take a punt that they're going to get injured or do you pick someone who might not be able to lead the team as well, bring everyone together and he's a really great spokesperson for the team, you know. He is, he's, and he's a super guy too. Um, very, very well grounded uh, off the field. He's a good family man. Yeah. Um, and, and and a fantastic cricket, as you said. And uh, he's doing a lot of good. We'll have to regroup after this. We've got two tests to go here, but mm. then obviously we play. We take on you guys, the Poms over there. You guys. And, um, how yeah. very dare you? <laughs> how very dare you? As if I would move overseas and start support. We're going to have to end the podcast there. It's been lovely. Shane, um, really appreciated your time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's going to be a, a fantastic Ashes series yes. and I uh, look forward to that. I think hopefully we'll take a lot out of this series. The biggest thing to take out is the way we've batted. It's just been – our tactics have been very, very poor. I mean, arguably that's sort of what we've struggled with for the last 15 years. You know, like the we've really struggled with openers of getting a, a confident mm. and regular and consistent, like you talk about, like – it, it feels like we've struggled with an opening partnership for ten or fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. We've had some, we've had some good batters at the top, um, but you, you're seeing, um, you're seeing David Warner now sort of coming to the end of, mm. of his career. Unfortunately, he's been a, a great servant of the game. Um, mm. And uh, but look, look, big shoes to fill. And uh, yeah, but th- this this two is just always the hardest one. You're playing in conditions that are so foreign to to uh, what we've were brought up on um, and yeah. really, really tough to play on. So anyway, but hopefully they'll regroup before the Ashes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully they'll regroup before the next test. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the Laureus World Sport Awards. Um, I- I'm sure you know about this. Uh, the Australian women's uh, cricket team has been overlooked again after dominating for, what, a decade across nearly every single um, medium of cricket. What did you think of this? I think it's, uh, it's a disgrace. I think our um, the girls' cricket team, both in the T20 format and the 50-over format, they have probably the greatest sporting record to date. Yeah. And you, you can probably compare them to you know, the Man United of the 90s or the, or the All Blacks there. They, they have won six um, of – the last eight T20 World Cups, but they've made seven consecutive final appearances. And 50, we won the 50 over World Cup, so we've won nine titles from 14 tournaments since the turn of the century. Yeah. What a, what a record. And and they, they, they don't look like slowing down either. Yeah. Good on them. It's, it's awesome. And I, I think um, sort of the popularity of uh, predominantly male-dominated sports in the past or, mm. or you know, <laughs> Let's face it, teams that have been paid better. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's changed in the last five years, very much, or maybe 10 years, you know, especially with yep. um, T20. Um, but in other sports as well, you know, with the, the Lionesses getting nominated for the best team, um, mm. I, I think is a mark of that. I think what the Australian team is doing now will break through for the next teams coming through. So in like five years' time, ten years' time, they might be recognised mm. on a world stage. But often when you are the underdog, you need to be undeniably yeah. good for so long 
that you set the record and then only once that record has been made, then you get accepted into the world of sport. No, and, and well said. And it's taken a lot, not only for um, for young girls in this country to really start playing a lot of cricket, and they're, they're all signing up in, in huge numbers now, but you're seeing the respect, you're seeing the respect too from 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 the male watchers yes. uh, who, who actually are turning on and watching the game on TV, which, yes. which helps. Um, and you're seeing the broadcasters actually put it on TV as well, which is fantastic. So uh, while we're on uh, cricket, we've we've just talked about the absolute highs of cricket. Now let's talk about Michael Bracewell uh, in the New Zealand-England game. Is this the most rookie error that you can make in cricket? Pretty much. Uh, you're always taught to slide your bat and he didn't do it. We're talking about the New Zealand versus England test match here. And look, New Zealand... Um, we're forced uh, to follow on after trailing England the first things by 226 runs. Well, they, they batted really well. They were 5 for 455. Kane Williamson uh, scored 132, and he's gone now to the highest test run scorer for New Zealand of all time, which is fantastic. Unbelievable. But, Mike, it is. but Michael Bracewell, he started the rot here because they were cruising at 4 for, um, as I said, four, uh, 5 for 455, um, but didn't slide his bat, sort of, just put his foot into the crease and was run out. They were, they were all bowled out then for, for less than 30 runs after that. Uh, now England now are a one for 48, only chasing 226 off. Uh, they've got about 98, 98 overs tomorrow. So that, they'll absolutely storm home now. So that was a big, big mistake for him. I'm sure you can answer this from personal experience. Is there anything worse than making a dumb mistake in front of the Barmy Army? Well, mate, I tell you what, no. It's um, I remember playing, playing no. over there in England and they used to sing uh, David Boone they're saying he was short, he's round, his ass is on the ground, and and <laughs> Shane Warne needs to sing. He's blonde, he's bent, his ass is up for rent. Shane Warne, um, yeah. So fortunately, I stayed out of their songs. Maybe it wasn't good enough, but uh, <laughs> they've done a lovely thing for for Pat Cummins' um, ill mother. Yeah. They played. Uh, her name is Maria, so they played the song Maria from the West Side Story. Um, and Pat actually responded and said, Mum heard that and loved it, so thank you very much. So, God, the Barmy Army are like our big brother, aren't they? Like <laughs> yeah. you, you don't want to hang out with them and they're bullies, but then every now and again they tell you they love you and then, yeah. you know, they'll beat you or threaten you afterwards just to make sure that you don't get comfortable. But they keep stringing us along. And if their songs weren't so good, I wouldn't have so much respect for them. But <laughs> yeah. they do beat us every year in the songs. we really got to work on that, mate. Yeah, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi doesn't really cut it, does it? But uh, look, they, they um, when you play in front of that crowd and the trumpet's going, it, it is mm. – if you can't find energy playing in front of that sort of crowd, you never will. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I was six months pregnant when I uh, went and saw my first game at Lords. Wow. And this is how pathetic <laughs> I am. I just started crying. Oh, really? Yeah. I was really excited. And I also, I always looked at those parents who had, who like thrust their sports opinions on their kids. <laughs> I was like, oh, why do you do that? I walked into Lords and I bought a size two year old t shirt of Australia. I'm like, all right, now well I see done. how it happens. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and did you have a boy or a girl? I had a little boy. Yeah. And yes, he will be supporting Australia. You better believe you it. You better. Did you call him Lord? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I called him Mitchell nice. uh, because that's the only way he'll get into an Australian team. <laughs> or Shane, yeah. Yeah, Shane or, <laughs> Shane or um, Mitchell. It just ups your chances, you know? Big time. Let's move now to <laughs> AFL three-time premiership forward Jason Castagna has announced retirement at 26. Yeah, it's, um, he's a three-time premiership player and he's been he's actually contracted until the end of 2023, end of next year. Mm. Um, but he just said, it, it sort of hit him like a ton of bricks and it, it did for me too. I retired at 29. Um, did you? Yeah, I had a knee injury and I, and I could have played on, but 
I was just over it. And he, and he, he cited yeah. um, just lack of desire. And he said, the game is so demanding, both physically and mentally. And he said, I could not bring that same energy anymore. So I totally understand yeah. that. And a lot of people would say, you've got to be joking, mate. You're only 26. What are you going to do? But yeah, when, when, you, when your heart's not in it and you can't train as hard as you want to, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's the right thing to do. So I really congratulate him on that. Absolutely. I mean, he cited a lack of desire, as you said. I can relate because I retired from hospitality <laughs> at age 26. And my lack of desire started almost as soon as I started at the RSL Bistro, if I'm honest. Um, but we're basically the same person. I bet you can pour a decent uh, glass of wine. The RSL pour is always good. Right to, right to the brim, I love them. Mate, Central Coast pours too. No one's looking. Come on. No glass required. I'm a little coasty. <laughs> That's right. No. Hi, can I get a bottle of uh, your Savvy B with a straw? Thank you. Thank you. And they're like, That's $3.50. I love it. That's it. All right. We are going to take a very quick break, but stay with us because after this, we'll be talking NRL, boxing, and more. This is Afternoon Sport. Afternoon Sport. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters, build fast sports multis, and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Shane, we're back. Let's kick it off with some NRL. Let's talk about the Roosters and the cap question that keeps coming up. Yeah, this always comes up. Uh, nothing has changed since you've left to go over to London, Felicity, because uh, <laughs> Nick Politis is still paying players a lot of money to go and play for the Roosters. And Gordon Tallis has called this out off the back of only this week. Uh, the Roosters have signed Panthers prop Spencer uh, Lenai, um, winger Dominic Young, and then also re-signed Victor Radley on a four-year deal. And and Gordon Tallis has said, how, how do they afford this under the salary cap? Braith uh, Nasta has come out and said in response to that, because he was a Rooster and he was probably paid mm. pretty well as well, he said, no, they go there for the connections, for the, for the board members and life after sport. Come on, Braith. I'm not buying that one. Well, even if they are, like, isn't that just saying, yes, this is an old boys club and we will continue to be an old boys club? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's the advertisement that he thinks it is. No, it's um, – the Roosters are very, very smart and they do look after their players. Um, they always say if you go to the Roosters, you're a rooster for life and uh, yeah. and you have a job for life under Nick Politis. Um, so I, I see what he's sort of alluding to there, but um, – they still need to put food in the table. And look, Vic, Victor Radley signed a four-year deal and on, must be huge money. So, yeah, the salary, yeah. the salary cap must be bursting. Gordon Tallis is annoyed because players are going after the money. And, I mean, I think that's going to happen. It's just it's not the working-class game that it was in the 80s, you know, when when he was out there with the biggest head on the field. It's <laughs> Did he what? Tell you, he was a sniper's dream, wasn't he? <laughs> he had like a Swiss ball. <laughs> I'm I'm usually quite respectful of uh, players, but as a um, as a New South Wales cockroach, I will have a go at Gordon Tallis. There, there, there's some very painful years when I think about his name. I've actually met Gordon Tallis in person, and he has seriously crazy eyes. So you would I would not say that to him to his face. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, Gordon, if you are listening, I don't mean anything that I've said. I apologise. <laughs> Did you see this fight between uh, Tommy Fury and uh, and Jake Paul? 
It was. Uh, oh, Ugh, I saw some highlights. Oh, so, so Jake Paul's actually lost his first ever fight. Um, so he's six and one now. But Tommy Fury, mm. he actually knocked Tommy Fury down in the last round, um, and then Fury ended up winning on split decision. So he wants a rematch now. It sounds like a bit of a setup, really, doesn't yeah. it? But uh, it it was done in front of uh, Tyson Fury, his uncle. Um, Mike Tyson and Cristiano Ronaldo. So some very, very high-profile high people watching watching the canvas. Yeah. Look, uh, boxing is just not my sport. Uh, it's mm. – I love a lot of sport and I've watched boxing. I've sat in – I've sat in that RSL actually and watched boxing <laughs> matches. This is what happens when you're from a small town in Australia. You just end up watching sport yeah. all the time whether you want to or yeah. not, yeah. which is part of why I love it because I got indoctrinated before I had a sense of taste. Um but boxing is just not something I've come around to. So, you know, congratulations on Tommy mm. doing the best punching on the day. <laughs> I, I read, though, that Jake Paul was saying that Drake has a curse, that he's been cursed by Drake because Drake keeps on betting on the losers. He does. He put $400,000 on Jake Paul to knock out uh, Tommy Fury, and he almost did. Yeah. Um, but he got back up, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, that's the, the Drake curse, they say. Whoever he backs, he tends to lose. I don't know how much money Drake's got, but it's obviously a lot of his keeps losing $400,000 bets. Jeez. Drake, if you're listening, could you please bet $400,000 on my new mortgage? I'd really appreciate it. It's in the outskirts of London, so it's not really a gamble. You'll you'll make your money back at some point, I promise. And 400k goes a long way in a, a regional uh, RSL club, I'll tell you, tell you Oh, that. mate. I'd, I'd have Kino tickets in all my fingers. <laughs> Playing the pokies, having a few yeah, durries would be great. Right. Let's finish up with some NBA. And Damian Lillard enters NBA immortality with a 71-point game for himself. Yeah, for himself. Uh, playing for Portland versus Houston. He scored 41 points in the first half. Only the seventh player in history to score 70-plus. Um, but it's in the same year. Donovan um, Mitchell actually uh, scored 71 points also for the Cavaliers earlier this year. So it's the first time in a season there's been two 70-plus scores achieved. That's the first time since 1962. So it's a rare feat. It's a rare feat, yeah. And, uh, well, I think that Damien uh, scored 60 in January yeah. as well. Like there's, there was, there's been articles about how it, all of a sudden this has become about single-player games. Yeah. The last year, there's been an absurd amount of people scoring 50-plus just for themselves. Yeah, well, the shooting's obviously getting a lot, lot better, um, from, particularly from outside um, three-point line, and they're shooting from a lot mm. further down, um, and they're really setting up their defence to only, only allow a couple of players to really sort of shoot from outside. Um, and w- when they're on, that, that's when the big scores are coming. The thing is, too, Lillard's 32. The average age of retirement in the NBA is 33. Like, he's at the... Mm. He's at his peak. He's peaking at retirement age. I think that's incredible. Yeah, well, I think a lot of sportsmen are playing longer these days. It's only um, an interesting stat in the NFL uh, in um, Gridiron that the average life expectancy of footballs up to the last sort of 10 years was only about 55. So, Jeez Louise. Um, is, that, is some of that just yeah. drunk driving? Drink driving or? No, no, that's a lot to do. I think, I think they took a lot of drugs performance-enhancing drugs in the past, and uh, it's a very physical physical game. So It is. I don't – Yes. Yeah. That's a – yeah, another very violent game. Yes. 
Well, it's been lovely chatting to you, lovely meeting you, lovely talking to you about sports. My teenage self is losing its mind. <laughs> Fantastic. Very nice. And thanks for your time, Felicity. Fantastic. Not at all. Thanks, co-host. You're welcome. We'll thank the sponsors too. Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. Thanks, Barclay. And we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.